Hello, welcome to Kernels. I'm Christopher Hooting, culture editor at The Independent, and I'm here with my colleague and good friend, Jacob Stilworthy. How are you doing, Jacob? I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm all right. How have you been doing this week? Where have you been? What have you been up to? Oh, so I'm pretty jet lagged. I got back from um, LA. Yeah, you did. I did. And I went on a pilgrimage <laughs> <laughs> to interview Ann Dowd. Yeah, uh, so kind of on our desk, it's been a bit of a, a running joke in a way that Jacob has this very strong love for actress. Character and actress Anne Dowd, yeah. Supporting actress Anne Dowd, who you may know is from The Leftovers. Is yeah. The white cult smoking, I don't know what you call them. Yeah, The Guilty Remnant. The Guilty Remnant. Yeah. Or the, in Handmaid's Tale, The Enforcer, what's her name? Aunt Lydia. Aunt Lydia, yeah. Very terrifying women, formidable ladies. Yeah, both fantastic um, characters. Also somewhat of a random actress, and yet you've got, you had a real, like, appreciation for her, and you, you made this trip happen. You know, we get uh, a lot of, interviews served up on a plate you know don't we when, mm. when it comes to like studios or networks or you know where they'll they'll kind of move mountains for you to be able to talk to their talent yeah they want to get shows out there not not with that dad, not with like, that i've got to make this work i know it's almost i mean the flight wasn't even booked till the day two days before <laughs> like it was yeah. really last minute but I, I yeah like you say i really i pushed it i've been pushing it for months and they came back and they're like, yeah, like if you can get out of here, you've, you've got an hour with her. Uh, so so by hook or by crook, you made it to L.A., you got to the Four Seasons, you got in a suite with Anne Dowd. How, how was it? There was a lot of pressure riding on that. Like a lot of pressure. And uh, if it was anything less than what it was, I would have been disappointed. And what it was was incredible. She was the most generous, kindest woman uh, that I've ever interviewed. And she was she held my hand throughout. She just loved that I'd made the pilgrimage to come and see her. And she was like, she was just so, you can just tell she's like a mother of three who's just a really great actress. And she never expected to be a woman that people travel around the world to want to chat to. But now that she is, and she's 62, uh, which is, you know, a strange time to be peaking in your career. Yeah. She's 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 absolutely loving it. And uh, she gave me her spare tickets to the premiere as well. She was like, honey, you've got to go. You've got to go. So don't mention it. You've got to go. You dull. It was great. That is great. I'm looking forward to reading it. I think um, maybe it's a, a thing about actors when they're when they do peak later in their career because you know someone like Brian Cranston's a lovely guy. Mm. I think they just it adds like a humility where they've they've known the struggle for a long time. So certainly, way more grateful when it does come. Yeah, I guess so. It's it's a really funny one. I looked up Anne Dowd's um what she's got coming out, and she's uh, she's got that she's in the horror film Hereditary playing yet another terrifying character. But she's got she's in a lot, man. Like she's yeah. acting a lot, and you can just tell she's someone who's just like getting these scripts in and she's thinking yeah because these scripts weren't coming in 10 20 years ago so if they're coming in now i'm just going to grab them she's not slowing down um it's great more dowd for us fucking and out and the handmaid's tale is absolutely um fantastic season two which i think is hitting channel four um in may i believe yeah so it's, yeah. A big, it's a big time for tv at the moment finally it's been a bit, a bit quiet but and then it all comes at the same time yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it felt like it was quiet for a long time, and then Atlanta came back, which is kind of my favourite show maybe on TV, and then now this week we got Handmaid's Tale and Westworld, which we're kind of here to discuss today. We are. It's a, it's a strange beast. <laughs> it's like, it's been like accentuated and propelled by its own bigness, its own epicness. It was like, HBO were like, well, Game of Thrones is off-season, everyone needs a big show to discuss and dissect, mm. hopefully Westworld will be it, and they've thrown you know all the money behind it, and I think press want it to work and i think fans want it to work so it's got everything on its side but it's a strange it's a strange old tv show it is a strange TV show it's 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 almost like um 
yeah, it's almost like the young cool kid who's getting like just like all in like in a, in a right world getting like you know he's not getting picked on. <laughs> he's just he's just getting immense praise, and he's like, <laughs> really okay, great, this is brilliant. Yeah, because I think Westworld is a balmy TV show, but it's also got a lot of charm to it. Yeah, like I mean, its barminess has yeah. a charm. I d- I'm not. I don't want to go in and like give all the premise because I feel like just from the general like the way it's permeated into online culture I think everyone probably has a rough idea of what it's about and everything anyway but it is a very information heavy show isn't it it dishes out a lot of information it wants you to question and wonder where it's going and it's not so much about character as it is about working things out Um, yeah that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today really whether it's it's this big you know the the biggest Westworld fan would say it's this like intricate. It's like a Fabergé egg. You know, it's like beautifully designed. Everything is in its right place. It's perfectly honed. And then the detractor would say it's convoluted. It's complicated for complicated <laughs> sake. It's just trying to kind of it's kind of writing itself into a corner and then making you think that yeah, that's actually all an imagine amazing like elaborate design. Yeah. And I don't know if I feel like in either camp, but maybe it kind of there's peaks and valleys with both, but. I don't know, the first season, like, there's, there's things for me I can get on board with. I can get on board with the look of the show. I mean, they've got so much money to spend, and it's such a, a beautiful set, you know, out there in the desert, and mm. you never know what they're going to put in front of you from week to week because, like, the, the show can go anywhere. It's not yeah. like a, you know, something more familial or, like, a, something based more in normality where there's only set ways. It could literally they could go anywhere and do anything week to week. So that's always quite exciting. Um, and I like I like westerns and I like those settings and I was really intrigued about the premise when I remember when we were first writing about it it was going to happen yeah you know, when it was like oh HBO are going to reboot the 1973 film I was like that sounds amazing and like what a time to be writing about can AI have a consciousness as, mm. we, as we kind of head into that world but then I felt I feel like the show isn't actually that much about that it set up all these philosophical questions about whether a robot can be conscious and then rather than address them <laughs> <laughs> went off on some like complete tangent about like what is the maze who is Wyatt and like all these things and yeah. I don't know I don't know why why that is and I know the co-creators who are a husband and wife mm. Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan like had it all figured out from the start and I don't know if it's a lack of confidence in a way or why they've gone down that route but I mean Jacob is a fan of Lost, you must have some thoughts on this. Cause you How enjoy, did I know you, that was coming? <laughs> I know you, that's, this this stuff we're talking about, the kind yeah. of the, the questioning, is something you enjoyed about Lost. So what do you make of this? As a fan of ridiculously convoluted <laughs> <laughs> TV dramas, Jacob. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Lost had a, had a tougher task of it because it had more episodes. In many ways, actually, Lost didn't have a tough task of it because it had more episodes so it could kind of parade as a show where it put the characters front and centre um, and then the mysteries were just like underlying so at the end of it you could be like well it wasn't really about the mysteries it was about the characters whereas Westworld they're like all in like they are it is about the mystery and it struck me re-watching season one ahead of season two um, that and I think we spoke about this before um, there aren't for me yet like the characters are not what pulls me into mm. this show like I like the actors I love Jeffrey Wright love Hopkins I think ever ever Rachel Wood is a terrific actress, and Tandy Newton is obviously in for me the the best part of this show. But the characters themselves, they are they are literally kind of like just subservient to the story for for viewers. I think like I can't imagine anyone going 
like you know how people love Jon Snow and Daenerys and all mm. that. I can't imagine people like, yeah, Bernard, man. <laughs> like I just can't imagine yeah. it. Or, he's the, if anyway, he's about one of the only people I bat for. Like I quite enjoy Bernard. I enjoyed Robert Ford, Anthony Hopkins' character, but then they they killed him off. They kind of Ned Starked him, you know, by building up this character, yeah. and getting rid of him. Beyond that, like I. I find Dolores so boring. Well, literally, when she comes on screen, I'm like, oh, God. I'm hoping now, we, if it was like the whole season of her was, you know, leading to this realisation of what Hopkins was trying to get her to, to do, which was make her own decisions and spark the rebellion and then start killing everyone. And yeah, it, we did have to go through a lot of boring scenes between Dolores and Teddy. Uh, not, not, yeah, well, yes, yes, Teddy, but also William. Mm. Uh, before he becomes um, Man in Black, yeah. uh, Ed Harris. Like, those scenes go on for a long time and they are boring and like, I was watching my girlfriend and she's like oh these scenes are so beige like she like like literally would and I'd be like excited because I knew where they were going to the whole realisation that he does turn into Man in Black but at the same time I'm like thinking is it more than some of its parts these particular like, am, I, am I apologising for these scenes which are actually a bit tedious because I know that the big twist that's going to come eventually when it does come is so big and so game changing yeah, and fun. So I'm just kind of like anticipating. So I'm like, I shouldn't be loving and praising this show as much as I should because I don't think it's perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But for some reason, I would rewatch that season again and I would sit through those scenes and I will wait for the twist and enjoy it as much as I did the first time around. And I, the, the writing has got, it's, there's something there, man. It's got to be strong for me to, to pull me back yeah. like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. In a way, like, you could say this is ironic or fitting. It feels like a video game mm. where you enjoy the fun parts and then when a cutscene comes on you tend to just be like pressing B like skip to that I want to get to the fun stuff again that's a little yeah. bit how I feel I enjoy the, the sh- well, not just the shootouts but you know the moments where something's going on and it's like go- moving places moving places new and there's uh, things unfolding and then the bits in between where it's just like people kind of looking away into the uh, into a western <laughs> vista and saying vaguely philo- pseudo-philosophical things. Right? Well, yeah, because like James Marsden's character, Teddy, he is <laughs> literally like kind of rehashing like monologues that we see him say over and over again about, yeah, like the valleys and like what his destiny and all this. And it is like you are watching those cutaways and occasionally, you know, you said it, it is like that. It yeah. is like a video game and it's hard to become invested in those scenes because you're like, well, you're just about to get shot and die in a minute. Yeah, you say you say with that, it, it made me think recently about um, how we haven't really had a show in a while where the stakes are high and, and you really care about them. And I think that's down to character. So you think of something like an experience of like Breaking Bad where mm. in season four when shit was going down there and those episodes leading up to the Lily of the Valley one. Yeah. Where you were just like, oh my God, like this is, I care so much about these characters and what the hell is going to happen from this scene to the next. Mm. And that was because you cared so much for better or worse about Jesse or about Walt. And like you say, when it's like, is Maeve going to make it out? I'm kind of like, if she gets gunned down, I would not be that... That really because she's the one character who I am I mean like, I do really I, for, I yeah. like her more than most but it is yeah it's, it's hard to kind of I mean it is still early on in the show but I even can't imagine myself feeling that that much heart about those characters later on yeah and it's something that's only hit me with, with the new season I, 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 I was like am I excited why am I excited for Westworld it's been off screen for 15 months so I'm excited to see a new episode the ending was great, so I'm excited to see what happens next. And I'm excited to see kind of where, you know, like it is beautiful to look at. I'm excited to see what more beautiful uh, scenery we get to see. Am I excited to see any of the characters again? Not really. Yeah. It, it is. It was weird to think about that because I, I am very much someone who, if the characters aren't 
kind of like the, the the overriding thing like the great characterization is not the thing that's pulling me in i'm kind of it all falls apart for me mm. but westworld is this weird like blip where i'm because i love it i actually am loving it and it is very easy to watch despite being completely ridiculous and like this kind of show that you know if you're more a more casual viewer would probably have to like read up a recap about to kind of get what had happened yeah. like because it, it is like they explain things like at the end of it it's like i'm not sure by camera mind yeah I, I think it's this no it's not that oh it's you know yeah. let me look it up just to be sure let me read it again just to be sure it's all very complex it's a bit like cluedo or something isn't it yeah it was teddy in the lab with the <laughs> sense of consciousness i don't know like. do you think it's this whole thing of being like um kind of being in the discussion because i because we were chatting about it the other morning and it was so great to be kind of deci- deciphering something and like kind of dissecting and going deep on a show um on a monday morning yeah after it aired in the states the night before for me i haven't been doing that actively since i mean i'm not a big game of thrones fan so you know and walking dead no one else watches apart from me now <laughs> so since lost so yeah. it, that's why i am i'm kind of remembering what it's like to be waiting a week for each episode it's true I suppose and then a, dissecting yeah. it and going going really deep on it you know yeah i love that yeah yeah it's true is it is a different experience like you know like i'm take like the sopranos which is you know my my, my favorite show of all time all, all those episodes are so enjoyable, but you wouldn't you wouldn't have a discussion about it because it's more just like a thing you watch it, you're blown away, but blown, blah, blown away by it, and yeah. then you kind of move on. Whereas, so what show like this is more about the discussion you're going to have with friends and stuff, isn't it? And yeah. I mean that might not be that makes it that fundamentally I think makes it not as artful as The Sopranos because it's more just like a Rubik's cube than it is like a piece of art. Mm. But it still has there is still some value to that. I think it just it's just fun. And yeah, like because like other shows similar to The Sopranos in that respect, Mad Men that, that I loved, and Leftovers, which is in many ways like the antithesis of Westworld, in that it was literally just about the characters. And Damon Lindelof was like, "Yeah, the mysteries don't matter at all." Yeah. Whereas Westworld is like, "Yeah, these are our characters, but look at all these mysteries that they're you know that we present these big old ideas that we're throwing away." And like now they're like playing around, like they did it starting in the first season, but in the opening episode, which it's it's literally being held together by a piece of flimsy string but it kind of i don't know i don't even think it knows it actually i was about to say it knows it i don't think it does know it but it's like presenting like potentially three different timelines that if you had just watched it and probably not read up on it afterwards you probably wouldn't have realized that yeah. and it's like really like it 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 really banks on you wanting to r- do some reading up on it afterwards and i like a show that has balls to do that because you know time is precious there's a lot of tv shows out there so you want to watch something that doesn't require you to then actually like kind of think about it afterwards, right? Like, you know, Westworld does that and I admire it for it. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. I think sometimes it it wages too much on that. Like it it it, it gives you so little of information. It's like you have to you have to you have to theorize because there's nothing else you could do. You can't explain it. So yeah, like I've I've just watched the um just today watching the episode that's going to air this Sunday night, and it starts off really great. Like not to give too much of a spoiler away, it like goes outside of the park into the real interesting. world. Interesting. And you're like and it's and these are way more slow moving scenes and they're really interesting and really good. And then by the end it's become about like, <laughs> what is the thing? What is this thing? Is it a state of mind? Is it a place? Is it an object? And it's just kinda like, Oh guys, you were so close. That's but so funny. I don't know I don't know what I want from the show instead. I just think it's such an interesting premise. There's so many different like elements that they could draw on like i love i love for instance that there's finally a film or tv show that's really about video gaming and about it's such a big part of a lot of people's lives and about side quests and the and the nature of those narratives and exploring them that's interesting it's interesting the ai thing uh that again even though it's a show about that it doesn't really for me like delve into it mm. um yeah also um it kind of this strand they're starting to work in now that they teased at in the last episode and comes on a bit stronger later about why the park exists and the kind of the, the corporate stuff involved that kind of almost feels a little bit Facebooky. Mm. That's interesting too, and I kind of think they could just everyone should just in the writers' room should be like, well, let's just like take a foot off the gas, just like play these scenes out a bit more fully and worry less about kind of stacking all of these different elements up in one episode. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm all for that. I mean, I, 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 they say they, because the first season was um, delayed, right? Because they wanted to flesh out the entire story. And I think they mapped it out, mapped five seasons out, mm. um, which to me suggests, suggests they know where it, where it is going. I'm sure they'll add things and take things away as they go through. But I can't like think, I can't imagine now where we'll be with Westworld season four. Like I can't, it's like the, the opportunities are kind of endless. And yeah, it's easy to be endless if you keep throwing in, like, the hole in the ground, like, or like you know, yeah, the star on the left wall as you, <laughs> you know, all it like it's easy to do that because people just like add to the list of mysteries, yeah, um, uh, you know, and people will be lured back because people will all like the redditors, people on the internet will somehow tie it all together. They'll tie some meaning into all of it, even though Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy are probably like, there is no meaning to that. Yeah, they're probably hell. They're probably getting ideas from these people, you know, I helping them write the show as they go. Yeah, who like you know who's to say they're not? Because well, they'd be stupid not to. And I think they've almost I talked to them recently, and they kind of basically said as much, which is like they're so aware of that huge internet fan base that's talking about it that they feel like a duty to mm. to give them those things to and they, if they're not making the show they, the right show that they should be if they're not doing that yeah. I think maybe that's going to be like a defining characteristic of a lot of TV by times not uh, not all of it by any means like one of the things I love about Atlanta is it's a complete character thing it's very little plot like I'm halfway through the second season it's airing at the moment yeah. and the plot of the characters is advanced barely a millimetre but so much wonderful rich stuff has happened with the characters it's been great but i think yeah i think a lot of shows because they've come at the same time as not the advent of the internet but the advent of discussing culture and content on the internet mm. that that feeds into it whereas you think about all the shows that came out around the time of like the sopranos and mad men 
six feet under all of those are, they're very like very different beasts yeah they feel like they feel as different to me now as like looking back at like films like midnight cowboy yeah seem like the films in yeah, terms of what imagine. they're aiming for and it's interesting and maybe that is what's going to define tv of the 2010s and who knows if it will there'll be some sort of kind of backlash or like not backlash but just a natural turn away from that again yeah I think it's just because it's just, those those kind of those are still there in a sense like I mentioned the leftovers and you you obviously have like miniseries which, well shows that start out as miniseries like Big Little Lies which then get so popular that they're like no no continue this turn it into a full blown series and it's all these like and Westworld is kind of it was always designed as a Game of Thrones replacement I guess yeah um, but it was based on the film and then now, like obviously, the film touches upon the TV show touches upon aspects of the film, but it's not. You know, you have the Albrenner character, who's obviously the Ed Harris character, and they go to, you know, medieval world or whatever in the film. They go to different parks, and we're obviously going to explore that as we go along. But Westworld is is its own beast, um, in the same way that Big Little Lies season two will be its own beast. Hammy's tale has gone off book now. Leftovers went off book after. You know, it's all got this source material that then they can kind of go, like branching off into their own different. Uh, directions but the difference of Westworld being it's the most mystery laden TV show I think I've ever seen yeah. so it's it's in danger of imploding Yeah. Um, but if it just keeps doing what it's been doing I mean the ep- episode one it was long like it was so long and that's the thing they're doing like, mo- like multiple feature length episodes and they've even said that the finale season two finale is going to be longer than the season one finale, which was ninety minutes. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like that's that going to be too long. That episode, and that was it was long. It was long. You, you know, there's not really an appetite for yeah. that. Just do another episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm I'm still on board with it. I'm still I'm still enjoying covering it. I'm still enjoying watching it as a fan. I feel like it's skating along, and there's a potential shark jump in there. Mm. And I feel like there could be one week where it's time for us to say this is bullshit everyone <laughs> just like you can guarantee the, building, this is bullshit. the minute everyone says that it will become my favorite tv show <laughs> <laughs> yeah but to bring this kind of full circle actually to back to back to Anne dowd back to the handmaid bring tale, it back to Anne. that that's the thing i really like about the handmaid's tale like before i watched it part of me thought thought this is going to be a really overt trump satire and i'm not on board with that just because it's very obvious it wasn't at all mm. i don't think it's a very political show yeah i agree or not in the sense of it it doesn't attempt to ape any kind of current political things mm-hmm. at all which is great it's more religion and, isn't it yeah. yeah and i also like that it's it is one of those premises not unlike westworld where it's about this dystopian environment where everything the world is completely different but it does it in a way where you do really care about the characters and the dialogue is wonderful mm. and it's all that is very intricately done and I feel like that's that show is a really good marriage of of character stuff with uh, with very plot driven as well yeah it's super super in sync with Margaret Atwood and her her novel yeah. like like Bruce Miller the guy who shows it like completely in sync with it. It, it you know anyone less would have done a would have done a botch job to be honest so it's 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 yeah I agree and season two is is like even more harrowing than the first. They've they because it is now off book and it's like the world expansion that's taking place that you can tell is about to take place. It's so exciting, but it is quite con- it is contained. Yeah. Whereas Westworld, it's like just oh my god, it's it's so funny. The next episode could be like on Mars. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Do you know what I mean? Imagine you have a whole episode just like in like a Delos boardroom. Yeah. Like, why not? I mean, they would, they would never, never do, do that. that would they? they would like, never do that. 
But that would be so bad, great. Like the Fly episode, they would never do something like that. Just like Tessa Thompson, like stuck yeah. in a room with Bernard. Like imagine the whole episode was Tessa Thompson yeah. and Bernard just trying to like escape. Yeah, so nice David Lynch is like a consultant on this. <laughs> show. Just so JJ Abrams has been curbed for the day. <laughs> David Lynch, you're in. Yeah, man. It's um, we'll see. We'll see. It's a busy, busy time. We feel like we're increasingly TV focused more than film at the moment. Yeah. We'll switch back as the. Well, oh, just, it's the summer. It's the summer lull where it's just blockbusters, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I've just come off West um, Walking Dead as well, yeah. which um, and Fear the Walking Dead is currently on, which is winning rave, scoring rave reviews. People say it's better than than the main show now. So much content, More content than possibly cover ever. It's <laughs> a bit. It's actually really distra- like distressing. <laughs> <laughs> how many things we will never see that's a conversation for another day I've actually left it I've actually let it go I'm fine with it now oh yeah like, I know Netflix has got 700 shows this year oh, I'm okay if I only I'll have to God. pick and choose I've made like some kind of like zen piece with it that, I need to reach that <laughs> I really do but like Netflix there's too much of a good thing it's true just like less is more yeah like look at Hulu they've shown less is more really all are. you need is one yeah. then they sco- they they just you know scoop all the awards yeah. from under Netflix and Amazon's nose it's how to do it take note mm. alright well thanks for doing this Westworld meander with me any time any time and thanks guys for listening if you have any uh, thoughts on the show we'd love to hear what you guys make of it as well um, so hit us up on Twitter with any of your thoughts or any discussion topics or guests you'd like to see on the show coming up alright and if, any, if, if anyone wants to uh, listen to a lost podcast Oh yeah, a second plug. A second what plug. Absolute Come on, liberty. because it's it's JJ Abrams and it's it's it's, <laughs> it's kind of tenuous. But if you like Lost, yeah, no, listen to Jacob, the Lost Boys, other frequent Colonel's collaborator Jack's Lost podcast. It's great. Yeah, man. And maybe we can get an and our podcast going. Oh yeah, and then sh- she would come on it. She she fucking better. She would love to. Oh mate. All right. Uh, until next time. Thanks. Take care. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit